everybody welcome back to pivot this is an exciting day yes so we promised last episode that if things went right there might be a guest and things went right hello there is a guest i don't know i am miss Wright. i don't think we need to like do a whole reach introduction but you guys that voice is Brittany riser Mm r-e-i-s-e-r how Brittany would always say her name riser yeah it's true she is to emphasize that yeah (laughs) <laughs> one of one of our friends now and my old coworker and roommate. Love it. She yeah. was our Welcome back. What do you what would you say? You were our moderator for our yeah, uh, for friends <laughs> trivia during the season finale of season one. My I forgot da- about that. I didn't because Because you lost horribly. I lost so horribly. <laughs> Natalie was so confident. It's you it not that I'm thinking about it at all or anything, but yes, I will remember. Brittany, last time you were here with us, you were not married. Right? No, I'm married now. I'm actually a Mrs. Wright. Woohoo! Yes. Still Mrs. Uh, Miss Riser, though. It's true, yeah. R-E-I-S-E-R. R-E-I-S-E-R. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> gotta emphasize those E's. Um, was your wedding everything you wanted it to be? Yeah. Would, it was wonderful. Would you plan a wedding again? Actually, yes. I had a conversation earlier today. One of my coworkers um, is already so stressed out. Her wedding's not until like May or June of next year. She's already stressed out, and she's already like spiraling about picking oh, the God. dress and about the money and the vendors and the. She and has I, a long way to go. And I was like, I think maybe you need to dial in your wedding then, yeah. because that's the type of wedding in like my opinion that you end up regretting having a wedding because you yeah. end up regretting mm-hmm. that spending. Whereas I didn't mind like pretty DIY on a budget. Like I leaned in where I needed to. And I think honestly, the only thing I truly regret financially from my wedding, I spent more on my dress, especially with tailoring than mm. I wanted to. And while I liked my dress, I think I could have found something hundreds of dollars cheaper and been fine with it. But no, I feel we hit exactly where I felt comfortable doing it. And it was a great fucking party. It was. I was secretly pregnant. Yeah. she. Br- I, you're not supposed to bring a plus one. Which is also, the, <laughs> I know, all these weddings, I've got three weddings this year and all of them are no kids. I'm like, <laughs> and the last time you were going in, the last time you were here, I was pregnant, but I didn't know <gasps> it. Oh, if you remember. I mean, I remember being here, but I didn't know you were pregnant and didn't. Obviously, I didn't know. No one knew. No one knew. I didn't know. (laughs) So lots has changed since you've joined us. I know. Welcome back. Welcome back. You, uh, you, I asked you what episode and you picked this one. Yes, I did. I'm curious why. Um, so I have recently rewatched the entire season, my, mm-hmm. er, er, series. My intent was to follow along with you all. And it's just so easy to keep it on. Oh, it's it so is. easy. So easy. So hard to turn it off. <laughs> so I've already finished the season. And so I just ran through the titles mm-hmm. and I just remember, okay, the real reason I picked this, I love and adore male friendships. Okay. And this was such an episode highlighting the complexity and the shame almost of male friendships that like men refuse to have that emotional connection so often or they refuse to recognize how important 
their emotional connections are with other men. Mm-hmm. And so this is that is ultimately why I chose this episode because I do think this show highlights like Chandler and Joey's relationship throughout the entire show mm-hmm. is almost top tier male friendship. Caveat with the homophobia that comes through on it. So yes. we're yep. not we're not here for that one. No. I yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Um, you listen, you listened to our last episode mm-hmm. and I thought I wanted to get your take. Natalie and I talked about having Ross and Rachel fatigue. Yes. Because we are not binging. We are going one by one and dissecting very deeply. And I find myself like very questioning, like everything that I thought I knew about friends, like what the fuck? I'm so sick of these two. Yes. I was listening to this earlier today while getting ready. And I was like, had my eyeliner on my eyeball. And I was like, finally, (laughs) Tiana, they've always sucked. But But I do think it's interesting to call out. Like, I think I just hate Ross. And so for me, it's more of Ross is the problem. But you're right. When you start to dissect it, especially Ross's character as a whole, his character is in this episode we'll get to it but like you can't get a tattoo yes i i got i got so many thoughts on that he's just when you really break down the type of like partner that ross is it's not a good one Mm -mm. no and i think that's the thing is and rachel's way too advanced way too and we slow down now we're actually paying attention instead of like speeding through and just keeping it on so you're just like you don't have time to really process now we're processing we're like oh Cause you just get to another episode and you're like, Oh, Russ is funny. It's great. Like he's got leather pants and I love him. He's funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you're, when you're stuck in this mode of just like, wait, why are they supposed to be together? Right. Yep. Yes. I have but, the ick. Also what freaking dinosaur emergency brings <gasps> him you. to the museum in the middle of the night? Why do you have a pager? This is uh, not night at the museum. Okay. Just, I mean, never. No, none. I would never. Absolutely none. Um, I also wanted to do a content plate update because we always talk about content plates. Mm-hmm. I would love to know, Brittany, what's on yours. Yes. What are you watching? Um, or, you know, you could read, listen to, whatever. We are currently rewatching Modern Family as our like oh. throwaway show. Brilliant. We typically have like the half hour palate cleanser show that we keep and then... But right now, I mean, we just finished Project Runway, the new season, and then Only Murders in the Building is currently Don't on. tell me because I'm like behind. Oh, I've never watched it. <gasps> oh my God, you have to. Okay. I, it's on It's on the list. It's, it's so the good. The costume design of it, the set design, and then the chemistry between Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez, her Which dead you would never expect, expect. No, it's so good that's what i'm like anxious to see because i love steve martin and martin short mm-hmm. and they have obviously great chemistry oh, yeah. so i'm just like wait how does it that works work really really well. okay especially it's, it's she next. leans into how deadpan she can be oh and that's cool somebody once i was talking about how i love the show and they were like i think she's boring and i was like i think no. you're missing the beauty of the contradiction of these like aloof absurd men and then mm-hmm. selena being the young person being like Okay, old man. Yes. I didn't say that deadpan enough. But she loves their friendship, which mm-hmm. is it's so sweet. It's a good one. Interesting. Mm. Okay. It's so good. It'll yeah. be up it'll be up next. Yeah. We just finished something. So we finished. Have you guys watched Jury Duty? I have heard I was about it. Yeah. You guys. But I I don't know if it's the show for me. I'm I, curious. Did you like it? I loved it. 
Okay. Oh. Loved it. We thought it was so hilarious. I so, haven't heard a bad review from it. Here's the premise. So basically, uh, they set up this fake jury duty set thing. Basically, all these people think that they have signed up to be on a documentary, a docuseries about jury duty, right? And But all of them are actors except for one. Oh. And so the guy that's the actor... It's kind of like watching him. Who's not the actor. Who's not the actor. The The one guy who's actually like the hero of the whole thing is like, you watch him kind of go through all these like obnoxious things that they put him through. And then it's just, it's so good. And then it's at the James very, Marsden, right? James Marsden is in it as James Marsden. Oh. oh. So that's what's so funny is like, he's like kind of the celebrity and the whole thing of like, it, it, you guys got to watch it. And then at the end, obviously they do a big reveal to this guy. It's, it's I'm, really just, I'm just not sure if it's my show. <sighs> it might be a little too indie for me. I am not surprised by that. Notice none <laughs> of my content was um, reality television. <laughs> I mean, it's pseudo reality. It's like one of those shows that if you need a good like giggle or laugh or you just yeah. kind of need to turn your brain off, it's a good show for that. Okay. But yeah, check your mood before you watch it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Check that skepticism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I that's mean, it. Tennis is over. So now I have room oh. on my content plate. Y'all, I walked into this room feeling very up to date. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, she has to watch tennis. And she's like, it's over, Brit. And I was like, all right, <laughs> well. Coco Goff, man. It's over, Brittany. I know. Coco Goff won. Yay. We're excited. Brilliant. She is incredible. And she's so poised. She's 19. Like, I just am in shock. Like, this woman is just incredible. She Absolutely incredible. And did you guys, did, well, you may not have because you thought tennis was still going on. <laughs> but did you see the videos of her mom in the stands when she yeah. won? Oh my God. Okay. Fuck being like, oh, all like poised and everything. No, she fucking went Who's nuts. poised when they win the tournament? What well, are you talking about? Well, no, I like your kid or whatever. Like everybody's just like, yeah, or like, I don't know. I've just seen so many things where it's like, yeah, it's good or you know, people not trying to like overdo it, but her mom went nuts. And what are I, you watching? I don't know what tennis I'm watching. Apparently. <laughs> Do you see Novak Djokovic's camp go crazy? Maybe not. No, that's, it's a big deal. Okay. It's like expected. They should go crazy. I love, I loved her mom. Like, yeah, just and, brilliant. And she hugged her dad. Her dad doesn't sit in the box because he makes her too nervous. So Aww. he sits somewhere else because she doesn't want to be able to see him. And so she first gave him a hug. It was really, really sweet. And then her mom came Aww. up. It was really, really cute. That's really cute. I love I was that. like, what am I going to do with all my time now? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Monday started and I was like, Graham, I have no purpose. Like the U.S. opens. On <laughs> I so. didn't even know tennis was happening. <laughs> I do know football's happening. Ugh. Yes. Tiana did send me... <laughs> The, the butt fumble. The butt Do you know fumble. what the butt fumble is? No, but I did enjoy giggling to <laughs> butt fumble 100 times. Thank you. I should have counted how many, how many times, times y'all said butt fumble in that episode. <laughs> when she sent it to me, now I do remember, remember the, the butt fumble. It's the Mark Sanchez butt fumble. He runs into his own player. It is super freaking funny. But yeah. When I sent it to you this morning, I was yeah. giggling to myself and I was yell I yelled up to Graham. I was like, Graham, remember the butt fumble? <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, so good. Good times. Poor Jets, man. They are cursed. Oh, after all the hype. I don't give a shit about the NFL, but like, man, all the hype about Aaron Rodgers and blah, blah, blah. He gets like 76 million for three years. And like this fucker is out for the first season. The first 
play of the game. And then like they do hard knocks from HBO follows them for preseason. So you've got this whole behind the scenes thing. You've got the, you know, Jets fans are really into it and they bring all these big like players. <laughs> Jets fans should have known they was never meant to be. I know they are supposed to suck again. They should know that they are always cursed. We, they should know better, but you know, whatever. Brittany, do you play um, fantasy football? Yeah, and I'm losing on both teams. I remember the first time you played fantasy football and you were drafting and you flipped the draft order so that you were picking. <laughs> you picked from like your first pick was, was like, like the worst player in the I draft. actually think none of them were assigned. So I think funny. I ended up on the like, what is that called when they're not assigned? Um, Like they're not even oh, like they're attached free, free, free agents. agents. Oh my God. Not, she flipped because you can like sort, you know, so she <gasps> sorted the players from like, Best rank to worst what rank. What was the I wor- doing? Oh no! Well, okay, I have a story so though. Funny. My first year playing fantasy football. I, th- this goes down in the history of dumb moves. I didn't know, and I love football, but I've only paid attention to the Broncos growing up. And so I joined my boyfriend at the time, my now husband's fantasy football league. And I was really nervous. And so I sat there and I'm, I'm like, that's a real commitment. Oh, totally. And it's now I've been in it for 10 years and I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, Ooh, this guy's ranked really well. Okay. I'm going to pick him. I draft him. And immediately Paul comes into the room and goes, why did you just draft Aaron Hernandez? Oh, who was in prison for murder <laughs> at the time. <laughs> My argument is why the fuck was he available to be drafted? Yeah. 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 But I did. I drafted Aaron Hernandez. You want to hear the silliest oh fantasy story that I have? Yes. So one of my girlfriends got married in New Orleans. Um, She's from New Orleans. And I very arbitrarily love the Saints. Um, Why? Why do I have an opinion on football teams? Um, Anyway, so D. Breeze was my quarterback for years in fantasy. Like I kept. Naturally. I loved him. So meanwhile, we're at the Mercedes-Benz Dome seeing a Saints game. And we get back to the hotel that night and we're checking our fantasy because I have a girls league and I was with all the girls league girls. And I was like, man, D breeze killed it today. I have so many <laughs> points. And they were like, you watched him kill it. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, you didn't oh, realize the guy on the field. I've, was never, your- I've never connected the name there. And then the dude on the, Oh, oh my shut God. Up. It, this story to this day gets brought up all the time. Oh you didn't realize God. the man you were watching on the field was your fucking quarterback. Let's be real. Was I watching anything on the field? Probably not. No, no, I was drinking and making jokes with the people around me who were actively trying to watch something on the field. Yeah. I, I'm sure Natalie's sick of it, but I am not doing fantasy football this year and I have never felt freer. Oh this God. last Sunday came and I was like, fuck all you guys and your check the rosters and lineups. I... Wednesday is here and I didn't check the waiver wire. I don't care. My I don't even know what a waiver free. wire is. I've been playing this <laughs> since like 20. What did we work together? 2014. Yeah. I still don't know how to use a waiver wire. No idea. I feel so free, Brittany. It's great. I'm Maybe I'm going to have you. You want to take over my no, fantasy? No, I just got out. I just got out. Don't bring me that's back That's a $50 in. buy-in that I should not be a part of. That is just me chucking $50 <laughs> to don't get bring some funny emails. In. Don't bring me back in. Don't do it. She finally got out of the I matrix. I just got out. <laughs> she chose the blue pill. Yeah, I did. And it's I did really auto-draft this last time because I was watching a movie and didn't want to stop. Okay, Honestly, let me- it probably do great. 
Yeah, honestly, I should have auto drafted. I got an F. I did lose. Did you draft Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> no, I didn't. I drafted. Oh, you guys. I don't even want to talk about my draft. It's fine. I got an F, but, and I lost this last, this last week. It's fine. I lost I like, in both you have a long, like You have a points. long way to go. I'm just too competitive to not do it. Like I'm so competitive that I would like every year. I'm like, I'm going to come back yourself. and do better. Free not yet. Every year, my partner and I say, you should not do this referring to me. And I think I should not do this because I am not competitive. I set a calendar reminder on Thursday and my friend texted me on Sunday and she's like, you have a player on your list that's not playing today. I was like, oh, I forgot today's football. Thanks. Like, I wasn't going to check. I don't check on Sundays. No. Why? You're, you're going to be where Tiana is next year. I, guarantee. I need it's to be so freeing. I yeah. need to be. It's lovely. Shall we talk about the one where Joey moves out? Yes. yes. Okay. I like it. So our writer is Betsy Bournes. She's written one or two from the last season, I think. I can't, I don't recognize her, but because well, we talked about the name Betsy and you were like, ew, Betsy. Oh. <laughs> Nobody so is sorry to all the besties that. out there. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. I like the name. I think God, I'm such cute, a bitch. <laughs> so I know I know we're <laughs> I know we're getting into this fucking show, but I've told Graham, I have reached my limit Uh-oh. on my patience. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was a very small limit anyway. This week, it was small anyways. <laughs> and this, le- this week I was like, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I need an attitude adjustment. Like I need to be slapped in the face. Like I'm telling myself this, like you are being a psychotic bitch. And I'm like, I think... I think pregnancy has, has shown me my limit. What, what mm. hit made you hit the limit? I just have no patience. I have no patience. Mm. Yeah. You can't eat cilantro anymore and you can't bullshit any longer. <laughs> it takes every ounce of self-control to not write back or respond with snark bitchiness <laughs> per, per my last email. <laughs> Okay, you feel free to send that stuff Perfect. to me. I am so good at professionalizing frustration. Perfect example. So we all we all went out last week, right? Mm-hmm. You sent a lovely, lovely text to Uh-oh. some degenerates who had not paid you yet. <laughs> and I was like, look, I was reading this 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 text message in our group chat about thank you so me. much for the lovely time. Like, if you guys could just maybe present possibly send me some money this week for your tab, <laughs> that would be great. And I'm like. This bitch is so nice. Like, <laughs> you know what I thought? I would just type pay up degenerates. <laughs> I would have Venmo requested and not even sent the text. I know. And then I was like, I need to chill out. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, Natalie is so nice. I would have just wrote pay up bitches. The best part about that was the, uh, like, I'm one of the people who hadn't paid. And I was the one who last time was like, Natalie, send your Venmo. And then just like. <laughs> fell apart and didn't follow through. (laughs) So that is one example where I'm just like, anyway, now I'm afraid of all texts to Tiana moving out, moving forward. (laughs) And it's nothing personal. It's business. It's just, it's just my limit is reached. (laughs) You know, this is going to be a good season moving forward. Work. What do you do again? Work. Oh my God. (laughs) 
I literally, okay, you guys, Tiana is the fucking Chandler of this friend group because I don't know what she fucking does. Yeah. It's, it, it takes a lot. It, it takes, it takes, it takes a lot to just. When your maid of honor and your best man both comment on the fact that no one knows what your job is, as well as your husband's. That means you're the champ. I don't have a clue what Graham does. No, I have no. a vague we idea of what you do. The same way I actually fully understand what Chandler does. Yeah. Which is not at so all. So boring for me. <laughs> Every time I'm like, wow, this is such 90s speak for tech. Like this is hysterical. The way he's doing statistical data analysis through the weenus. And then he's like, weenus, weenus. And I was like, weenus definitely does not exist. I don't know if it once <laughs> did, but that is not a term that functions in modern world. So anyways, I like it. I have no patience anymore. I'm just a bitch and I just cannot Tiana's control. Tiana's like, we're shutting down the weenus talk. Yeah. <laughs> just need everyone to understand. I just need you to understand that if you get a nasty text from me, it's nothing personal. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. I don't care. Respect. <laughs> I mean, you're growing a tiny human. I get I it. Care. You're not sleeping. No. Your hip hurts. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. You can't eat your favorite foods anymore. You can't drink to throw away the problems like fuck it yeah it's all pregnancy good. sounds terrible you should try being kidless it's honestly not that bad like i would totally do it again it's really not that bad i would Let, totally let's chat let's ask after everybody else after. <laughs> let's chat after you have said baby and then let's see yeah. what you think i mean yeah. i have had a baby and i would do it again i will do it again at some point so yeah yeah but you know. You're also pushing that away. But then I also am very jealous of your no kid life. Like, oh my God, it rules. Oh, yes. So, you, you guys know. know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to get a margarita with you. Heck I'm yeah. going to take some take home food and then I'm going to sit on the floor and at my apartment and watch television and eat tacos. And you're not going to get up at 5 a.m. Nope. to make breakfast <laughs> for your two year old like I will. Ah, uh, dude. I got up at 9.30 for work this morning. Oh, brilliant. It was wonderful. I had no meetings today. That was a shocking day. Oh, I love day. a no meeting day. Oh my God. It's so rare. And on those days, like I typically work pretty East Coast hours because most yeah. of my team and client are East Coast. And I was like, nope. I'll Logging see. in at 10. That's ah. noon for you motherfuckers. I had that happen though. Like Wednesdays are usually like my no meetings day, my no like anything day. So it's like my get shit done day. And then shit blew up. Oh, I call that it's getting it. your day bamboozled. Oh, bamboozled. My day was Tuesday bamboozled Doomsday, today. Getting your day bamboozled. Tiana yeah. comes with all of the good work words. I like Or it. work curses, When if we you were will. together, my doomsday was Thursday. Mm. You were Tuesday. I was Tuesday. And I was Thursday. I still believe in Tuesday, Doomsday. Yeah. Yeah. You're too far from Friday. You're way too close to Monday. Well, no, that's the thing is everybody just kind of dilly dallies on Monday. And then Tuesday, they're like, oh, fuck, I didn't reply to that email. Oh, yeah. I got to get this meeting on the calendar and everything just like skyrockets. I know. Like, I don't know who you work with. I, oh my God, I hate the Monday hustle. Like everybody's fucking on one. They're all horny to send the next Slack message. They're responding <laughs> to all the emails. It's like, what the fuck, you guys? Take a chill pill. It's Monday. No, I feel like Monday in my industry at minimum is everybody kind of like like tapered off on Friday afternoon and didn't yeah. get their shit done. And then Monday they're like, 
yeah, um, heads down. I got to get this out the door because it probably should have been done last week. And then Monday afternoon is when you start putting the meeting requests on the calendar. And Tuesday is like such need to discuss and review and blah, blah. I got to look productive. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Okay, Betsy Borns is our writer. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We hate Betsy. Sorry, Betsy. Sorry, Betsy. I like your name. Tiana does not. So let's just know that we're not going to. I don't even remember saying that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I just remember you going, ew. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Let's just say that your kid is not going to be named Betsy. Um, Mm -hmm. Our director is Michael Lembeck. I know him. We know him. And our original air date is February 15th, 1996. So day after Valentine's Day, 96. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Shall we? Okay, let's do it. So first we're going to talk about the Joey Chandler line, which is your favorite, Brittany. Mm -hmm. So while having breakfast, Joey licks a spoon to clean it and throws it back in the drawer, grossing Chandler out. Validly. This opens up a can of worms like Joey using Chandler's toothbrush or what he thinks the Chandler toothbrush. And just, oh my God. And then the clean, the sink or the toilet. Or, oh. oh, yeah. Basically, Joey has just revealed himself to be the worst roommate ever. Oh, my God. Absolutely. So that day, they go to a party at Joey's co-worker's apartment. I'm assuming this is a weekend. At the party, the guy, the, the guy who's throwing the party says that Joey should take the place because he's moving out. When they get back home, Joey says he's thinking about it, and the guy's getting into an argument, ending with Joey agreeing to move out and take the new apartment. Time out. Yeah. Can you all imagine in this economy... <laughs> having somebody be like oh yeah i'm moving out and you should just take this place yeah that was my first thought especially in new york city oh yeah absolutely not like no that is such a i wanted joey to take it purely for the sake of enjoying that opportunity right it's a good apartment it is did look nice as they're moving as joey's gonna move out they can't decide who gets to keep the foosball table so they play for it chandler loses and then as joey is actually moving out he decides to let chandler keep the table that's so sweet it was sweet there is like this really sweet moment where chandler's sitting on the counter and joey's like reminiscing about something and he's like remember that it was oh the bra the bra water balloons Mm -hmm. and the look that chandler has on his face is just like yeah i remember that it was just like the sweetest look i just matthew perry is just so amazing Mm -hmm. i love him this it this is it's such an example this episode i already said this in the beginning of male friendships though because they don't want to hug goodbye they're trying to be like cool, cool and guy. chill and then like one of the things that i do adore about joey's care character in general is that he is a physical show of affection type mm-hmm. of person yes and he comes in and he does the back hug and then you see also again chandler's great ability to be like like he holds the hands from behind and you yeah. can just see this like moment of warmth mm. this moment of almost healing because obviously there's like some hurt happening here yeah. that they won't admit to like it's guys will won't. never admit that like your their friend hurt their feelings despite the fact Ever. that we all know that this friendship is so cherished so important they would take a bullet for one another but lord forbid you have a conversation about your feelings <laughs> oh god just some good quotes you know so that you can be with your real friends the spoons <laughs> my favorite that quote so in gross. that moment though was um joey acknowledging that plastic spoons are bad for the, the environment because yes. at first when he handed him the plastic spoons i was like fucking 90s yeah then joey said that and i was like okay that's a forward like, thing my apartment bad for the environment it's like oh okay joey <laughs> Good job, Joey. I really love the, your little men are going to get scored on more than your sister. <laughs> whoa, Wait, whoa, which whoa. Which sister? Which sister? 
but like I can't imagine living with someone and like licking a spoon. And oh, like okay. So no. there's a story about this in my friend group. I was not there for this, but one of our friends will never live this down. Anytime we have to share an Airbnb or something like that, she buttered um a, like a peanut butter sandwich type thing lick the knife and then plopped it back in the peanut butter like i don't uh, think she was thinking about it and at home with her husband maybe that's acceptable for them but my friend watched this happen it was like uh, yeah, uh, and it gets brought up anytime we're in a shared kitchen now that's brilliant there is an individual in my life that grosses me out with food are they in this room? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had this no. immediate pa- No, I would tell you. Panic. I, I would tell you. I think we're all a little afraid of Tiana right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do I wear to her baby shower? Um, no. You literally don't know. There is this individual, and I will tell you guys after, but anytime food is involved, it's just gross. Oh. Like, we were at an event, and this individual takes the communal knife that oh, no. is used to cut said cake. Oh, no licks the knife <gasps> and puts it back on the tray for others to use. Oh, oh, nope, nope, nope. Another event. This individual takes food, eats food over the communal salad bowl. Let's call it as shit's dropping from oh, there. No, I'm telling you guys it, it, I don't understand this behavior. <laughs> I will tell you who it is after Okay, this is it. And I called this person out the first time I was like, don't put that back over there. What do you put it? You could have lick the knife and then put it back into the communal spot so someone else can cut the cake with your licky knife. This is the difference there. Like with my girlfriends, I was like, you guys share beers all the time. Like you take a bite of each other's, like, does this matter that much? Like, yeah, don't do it. It's taboo kind of situation. But in a like setting where it just willy nilly, you don't know who is going to grab that knife next to cut a piece of cake. Yeah. Oh my God. There's a big difference, especially yeah. post COVID. Like, I'm going to take oh this my knife God. and stab it in your eye. Like, <laughs> oh God. Jeez. Who does that? Who, where did you grow up? We are per my last emailing over here. <laughs> no shit. Per my last email. <laughs> Anyways, last question on this. And I was thinking about this. Should Joey have lost the game on purpose since he's the one moving out when they played for the foosball table? No, because I don't think he had any idea the weight of the foosball table. Yeah. I think he, uh, prior to the actual move out moment, he was focused on himself focused on this excitement of which I mean I think we can all relate to there is even when you're really attached to a roommate there's an excitement about a new place thinking about how you're going to decor it Jesus (laughs) decorate it (laughs) Um, and I just don't think he was there and like their competitive nature feels natural yeah you're not attaching this emotional weight until you realize and that's I mean that also um, runs parallel to joey's personality in general like how many times do we watch chandler go wait for it and Mm -hmm. there it is because joey just takes a minute to To actually hit it yeah Yeah. register yeah yeah i think that's a good point yeah i agree with that and he does he does he does let him keep it in the end yeah which is sweet which also makes more sense considering it's a group activity and the group is located in that apartment and across the hall yeah i also forgot um i was like oh yeah he should definitely leave it because he's taking the tv and chairs but like he bought the tv and chairs i forgot about that point 
Well, he split the foosball table though. That's my, yeah. So yeah. like if you split something, okay, you're t- you can take your own shit, but yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Rachel and Febe. Okay. Febe. I am <laughs> just so excited. I forgot that this storyline was a part of this episode when I picked it. And I was like, ah, I always, this is the right episode for me. I know. Totally. I always know it's this storyline because of Phoebe's sweater. Yes. Oh my God. That's exactly what I thought. I, I was cannot like, picture Phoebe's sweater. Oh, it's, it's nothing like, special either. It's, it's this green gray sweater that has something on the front like of it. Green, but when you yeah. see it, you recognize it and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's this tattoos. episode. So the funny, <laughs> the funny thing is, is like, I, I thought that too, when I watched this, I was like, of course we're having Brit. So Brit has a lot of tattoos, mm-hmm. the most heavily tattooed person in this room, but we all three have tattoos. Yes. So I, mm-hmm. I'm really, let's get through the recap, but I'm yes. anxious to hear our tattoo thoughts. So Rachel and Phoebe are getting tattoos together. Rachel wants to surprise Ross, but it turns out he does not like them. At the in tar- the most condescending way. <laughs> oh, I have the, thoughts. He, he says he thinks they're cheap and he doesn't know why you would mutilate your he body. He called what? it a Scar- permanent bad haircut. Yes. Okay, oh, thank you. Okay, okay. He's, why would you want to permanently scar your body? Okay. But continue. He said, at the tattoo parlor, Phoebe chickens out and doesn't get the tattoo, but Rachel does. Which, doesn't doesn't realize it till after. As a part of this recap, uh, Phoebe was going to get a Lily because her mom's name was Lily. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm on board with this. It was, yeah. it's, it's a very typical of like when white people choose to get whatever. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that Phoebe had to give Rachel a pep talk. Cause Rachel's like, I don't know. Like I'm questioning myself now because Ross doesn't like it. Phoebe gives her a t- pep talk. Like Ross does not equal boss. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so that night as Rachel's showing her tattoo to the friends, Ross walks in, sees the tattoo, but now he's flipped his script and he thinks that it's actually sexy. Mm. <laughs> damn I, you guys are hard on ross uh, yes okay so here's my thing is like i did not get my first tattoo till i was 24 so i was like i think a little older maybe mm. not i think so i feel but, like 18 is the coming of age of like yeah i, I got mine at 18 i'm really glad i didn't because the tattoo i wanted at 18 was horrible <laughs> i did go to a tattoo shop when i turned 18 and they were closed that day thank oh, god good. divine intervention whoever's totally. up there yeah. i would have hated that tattoo but anyway so i waited until i was 24 and i didn't like ask my partner permission to get this tattoo it was more like hey i want to get this tattoo you know i this is what i want to do with my body now i have a lot of tattoos i don't ask their permission i just <laughs> You know, well, it's more like, hey, I want to spend money on this. What's our budget look like? So it's a little bit different. But when he comes in and he's like so condescending, like, why would you want to permanently scar your body? And like, I don't like it. It's just so it's judgy. See, Ross. I honestly don't. That type of argument doesn't bug me because I know there's people out there that that just don't like tattoos. And I don't think that's a bad take. I think they just don't like them. Yeah. It's not a bad take. It's the fact that it comes out the gate immediately. Oh yeah. There's no question about like, Oh, well, what are you thinking about? Or why do you want it? Is it going to be meaningful for you? There's no like realistic, like he sounds like my mother. Yeah. That is not a compliment. No. I mean, if Graham wanted to get another tattoo, I would probably like say no. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. I would be very fascinating. I would be very like, well, I'm what are you giving you, wanna... you judgy eyes now? Go You're going to give me need for Botox. I would. <laughs> I am a proponent. <laughs> of Botox. Put that needle in, but I mean, not I the have ink. a tattoo, but like, I would, 
I just don't know, like, like what would you get? I don't know. It would have to be something very like, it would have to really make sense. Cause otherwise I'm like, you're doing that. Really? I mean, I'm like, I sit on the other fence of it's your body. You make the choice. I, I disagree when you're married. Really? If you're going to put, some, put something on your body that's fucking ridiculous, I have okay. a say. Well, if it's fucking ridiculous, I have a say. like, let's have a chat about it. Oh my God. I would talk I to him about like- 100% in disagreement with Tiana. If, if I wanted to get something and he'd be like, you know, I think that's kind of stupid. I would, I would definitely second guess. I mean, obviously like I'm going to do whatever I want, but if he wanted <laughs> to Tiana's do something- going to do whatever she wants, but Lord forbid, Graham- no, if he did, if he got, had it was like, I want to get, I don't even know this tattoo. And I'd be like, you know, I don't think that's the best decision for us. Like I would tell him. Okay. But what if he got it anyway? I would be pissed. <laughs> but if you want to do anything Divorce. that you want to do. Oh my God. I'm so confused. Okay. So here's my, this is not equal like feminist bullshit. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. So here's the thing is I am fairly heavily tattooed. Beautifully tattooed. Thank you. Thank you. I have good artists. I spend the money, which is where the conversation could come with my partner. I did emotionally like my two newest birds here and here. Love them. Um, Thank you. They were emotional reactions right before the wedding. So was that the best use of money when we're going to spend a lot of money on a wedding? Uh, But I was like, are you? And I was like, you know what's going to fix my sadness? A new tattoo. And then I just walked out the door. Anyway, that poor man. Uh, (laughs) That could have been a little bit more of a conversation than me being like, when you feel sad, get a tattoo. Um, But my logic is your first tattoo, or not my logic. This is like pretty traditional if you get tattoos. Your first tattoo is so meaningful and thoughtful. I have a puzzle piece and a tree growing out of it. And my puzzle piece matches with my best friend from high school. And the tree represents my desire to grow and continue to change. Okay. (laughs) My most... Okay, well, my most recent tattoos are two birds that I decided I needed and a potted monstera. Which I love the monster too. Thank you. you. I love this tattoo. But definitely was like, yeah, I didn't know I needed a potted monster tattooed on my body. I'm going to go do that. Right. (laughs) So what's funny is I have the opposite. My first tattoo had like no giant meaning. I just liked the way that it looked. Now it's part now. So my first tattoo was on my left rib cage and it's just like a little arrow. Right. Mm -hmm. I got it drunk in Austin, Texas. I was going to a music festival. That's such an Austin, Texas tattoo. Oh, it's awesome. (laughs) So, but I had it added on to later on. I have the longitude and latitude coordinates of where my husband and I got married. Oh my God. That's so cute. So now Now it's meaningful, but I don't know. Like, I go back and forth on the camp. Like I like, so what I say for tattoos is I think my body is basically a walking art gallery. Mm, I agree. I want my art gallery to look a certain way. The way I have my art gallery may look different than somebody else's art gallery. And that's totally fine. My art gallery could use a little less lumps. <laughs> couldn't all of ours it's a lumpy gallery it's it is a little bit of a lumpy gallery but you know what hides a lump a tattoo exactly <laughs> but like i love the idea of just like getting whatever you want if it's something that's super meaningful which mine have meaning sure if it's like hey i like the look of that and i think that that'd look cool on me great go for it but just like own it like don't yep. just own your decision to get the tattoo i do believe that young people 
should be restrained from it. The yes. like I would have oh my god, one of the tattoos that I really wanted, it would have been a fairly big piece for me, especially after my puzzle piece tattoo. Um, I wanted on my ribs uh-huh. because we are the generation Everyone that had the, the side side rib tattoo. Both of mine are done, yes. Yes. <laughs> um I wanted it to <laughs> cringe. Gritting so hard. Oh boy. I wanted it to look like you had scratched open my skin. <gasps> oh my God. And it was going to have music notes falling out of it. <laughs> you can't tell me that there are no bad tattoos. I, oh, there's oh, no, plenty there of are bad tattoos. Absolutely 100% and bad tattoos. I am so grateful that I never got that tattoo. I can barely say it out loud in this room. That's bad. One That's of my so bad. One of my friends said when you get your first tattoo, the rule is you have to wait 6 months until your next one. And I said, "Okay, I'll I'll do that." Mm, That's smart. And that has been my rule for every tattoo. It prevents me from spending too much money. Financially, I need that They're rule. They're so expensive. And if I mm-hmm. think, especially for good ones. And yep. then if I think about it and I'm like, I really, really want this tattoo. And I think six months later, I still really want this tattoo. I'm like, okay, I still really want it. Uh, speaking of how expensive they are, as another funny ant- antidote, um, my 30th birthday party was a pool party. And I come from like the punk rock, more alternative scene. So almost everybody in my life has a lot of tattoos. And my friend sat down at this pool party and she has no tattoos. And she looked around. And she's like, you could put a down payment on a house yeah. with the amount of tattoos at this pool party. Yes. <laughs> yes. So looking at Rachel's tattoo... Oh my gosh. I had some problems. Did you have problems? It's just not, it's just not, it would be bandaged up. It it looks like a lick on. Especially being on the denim line like that. Like you would never want jeans to rub on a fresh tattoo. Rachel's tattoo and my tattoo are very, very similarly placed and very like mine's a star Mm -hmm. with a border. Hers is a heart. I was like, Oh, mine's very similar. I thought that. I thought hers was done with black eyeliner that needed to be sharpened because it was too yeah, thick was of a so, line. It was so fuzzy. And red lipstick. Totally. It was so fuzzy. <laughs> and it, the, it's right at the waistband. So it's quite the pain in the ass to like let it heal and shit. Yeah. Not fun. No, no, I wouldn't want that. I just, I don't think Neither there's anything that I like. I don't think I would ever get another one. There's just nothing that I love that much to like want to cement it i think to natalie's point i think there's also this interest and thought of how do you want to shape the canvas of your body yeah yeah and you know similarly to what you talked about in the last episode with nose jobs and um plastic surgery in general Mm -hmm. this is definitely a my choice what will like mine is a pretty asymmetrical i have one arm pretty much entirely tattooed and I not the other common. a lot of people that i know mm-hmm. and i more. love like that was a design choice yes. of my body yep i think everybody has those visions of like what they want to look like how they want the to present themselves and it's all we just like my whole thing i go back to it you just need to own it like you just need to own how you want to like present yourself and just like rock it you know y'all for my wedding uh i don't know what traditionally the sides that the male and female are supposed to be on because oh, no well, it's just like oh you mean like the bride and groom yeah yeah bride oh, and groom yeah. um no we clue. specifically did it so that my tattooed arm was towards the audience so Hell that it would yeah. be captured in yeah. all of the photos i was like i we when we practiced it we did it opposite and then i was like bo you can't see my tattoos I he just was like, oh my god, what a world! I stood he does on the not side because I didn't want to stare in the sun, so I made Graham stare in the sun. I know all yeah. those. Tiana's wedding was 118 degrees, 112. 
18. I think it was 18. <laughs> I That number is burned into my skull from the 118 degree heat. But all of the men were dressed so lovely. They had these beautiful suits and you could see the sweat dripping off their hands. <laughs> yep. I was facing the men. So I was just like watching them die up there. Grandpa, but their awesome. suits turned into a sweat, a swamp cooler. So, oh my God. Yes. It was a beautiful wedding. But it was gorgeous wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, Graham will need my permission. I'm going to take him and get him really drunk and go get him a tattoo. <laughs> Same. Honestly, I'd be and we have to bring you. Allison. <laughs> that could like end our friendship. I would oh, be really what is this? Wow. A thank you note? I would be really pissed off. Wow. I would be like, that's no. the line. That's the line. I feel like, like we should revisit this conversation when she's not pregnant. Yeah, let's do that. I really, you guys, if he was like, I want to pierce my eyebrow, I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, could you imagine Graham I mean, with a pierced eyebrow, eyebrow piercing though? is just it's very 2002, thing. like very blink-22. Okay, if you wanted to get anything pierced, whatever, I'd be like, no. If he wants to get a tattoo, I'd be like, we need to discuss this and you need my permission. Oh my God, fascinating. I think Bo knows that if he tried to like, stop me it would make me want it more like whoa you don't get control i'm a i'm a cancer so this would just enact a whole emotional like blow up of like mm. but this means so much to me why are you preventing me from achieving my dreams that's where it would go for me <laughs> <laughs> my dreams <laughs> i just want this one tattoo side note i love how like rachel calls phoebe out because like she says she's got a blue freckle which is how her mom views her from heaven and she's like, <laughs> i love that she's sitting up there saying where the hell is my lily you wuss <laughs> It's such a good line. Like Phoebe just pulls out the dead mom stuff so much. And it's like, oh. I'm, I love that Rachel called her. Out. And then, yeah, but yep. then she flips it just like a moment later. And it's so well done. Phoebe got it's the whole so world. well done. <laughs> that whole scene is excellent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How did Phoebe not know the tattoos were given with names? Uh, we need to move on, but ridiculous. Yes. Are we, are we good? Are we done? Yes. Uh, no, I just have one more comment that yeah. the tattoo shop of that <laughs> is so classic hyper masculinity tattoo flash all over. Yeah. Like it looks oh, yeah. like any walk in shop. Mm -hmm. And if somebody really wants a tattoo, you should research your artist. You should go to a place that's reputable and clean. And <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, this is this is what gives tattoo shops a bad name. Those are like the places you go in vegas after you yeah exactly oh, yeah mm -hmm. not good yes okay monica and ross this is the best one <laughs> i'm so excited for this That's funny so monica and ross are going to her dad's birthday party in the suburbs richard is coming seeing that it's her dad's best friend at the party, there is a rumor going around that Richard is dating a 20 year old Twinkie in the city. Monica and Richard <laughs> huddle. I doubt, yeah. Monica and Richard huddle, uh, huddle together in the bathroom to break down their differing experiences at the party, which I would like to talk about. Yes. But as Richard is leaving, Monica's mom, Judy, heads in, followed by Jack. Monica overhears that Richard said he's falling in love with her, which is super sweet. But then Jack and Judy get busy, and Monica has to hear them have sex. Oh my God. <laughs> my and, worst nightmare. And then at the end, Monica said, decides to tell the, the, um, her parents. And they're shocked. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And not happy. Understandably. Yeah. Um, I love this whole series. I love this whole scene because 
Ross is just kind of like the side character of like trying to like in this part diffuse. he's funny he's, he's so, so funny. funny dad don't did ask you, questions you don't want answers to yeah. dad don't go there did you yeah. thank Dr. Burke for the ride I think Monica thanked him for the both of us <laughs> yes <laughs> and then when his dad is like looking for this sign bad and he brings it in he's like I'll take that yeah. and like walks oh my gosh the, Ross is brilliant comedically in this whole yes. set of stuff yeah um, okay the the differing narratives of, of course, the young woman is mm-hmm. a Twinkie, gets all the hate from the women, and then Richard is seen as a hero. Yes, mm-hmm. I hate that. It's so typical. I don't think we've matured past no, it. That shit still this happens. Is one, yeah, this is one of those moments where we can look back at the show many a time and be like, what the fuck are, were we doing back then? Oh, yeah. And this is one, no. Has this changed? No. This is probably no. in every Real Housewife episode, as oh, far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I actually would agree. <laughs> like, I mean, let's not, not go that way that far. <laughs> but no, it's it's just the women cannot support whoever this is. They're pissed off. They're talking shit about her. And then, of course, Richard's just like skating by. Oh, yeah. He's living yep. his best life. He's no in- one's like, hey, is that maybe too young? <laughs> yeah, you kind of look like a pedophile. No. And it is too young. We talked about that last week. It's, we did. it's a big uh, it's, age gap. It's a little yeah. icky. There's it's, a it's, there's a nick factor. It's icky. I can understand being attracted to him because like damn Tom Selleck, but right. not get in bed with him. Not acting on it. That's like in Sex and the City when Samantha has to take the Viagra to like oh have sex with the grandpa. Do you remember yes. that? Yes, I do. Uh, it's just Tom Selleck is not the grandpa, but you know. No. Right, right, right. So, oh man. Uh Judy's all white japanese outfit love it's so pretty love. it's so pretty i love the high yeah. waist on her the color is gorgeous i never paid attention to the like actual um it, they're japanese women the like her. detailed painting yes. on the shirt i loved it yeah they i found like after doing the slow rewatch i feel like they really dress the older generation of women really well like it's a very classy like chic yes version. Like Rachel's mom always yeah. looks fabulous. So I, uh, on this slow rewatch in general, because I listen to the podcast and then I rewatch it not slow. But anyway, um, Rachel's parents, not Rachel's parents, Ross and uh, Monica's parents are two of my favorite of the random guest stars. Jack and Judy. Yes. Jack yeah. and Judy. I love when they're in an episode. They mm-hmm. just bring such a vibe that is so like, it, like it's cringy, but so funny at the same time. Like mm-hmm. I, it's so relatable. Yes. I love They're it. definitely just like the parents. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Um, in the DVD feature, you can see that Monica is at the apartment. Her dad stops by and this is after Monica has told them and he's pissed. He stops by, he wears a fedora. He has arrived. He said he went to go talk to Richard about he and Monica's relationship, but he never got to talk to her because he was freaked out that he hit the guy has beer on tap. And he says, I know you're a big girl and, and I just hope you know what you're doing, which is kind of like foreshadowing to like why they end up breaking up. I know. Spoiler alert. Interesting. You know, I don't remember that. Like, is he, is he foreseeing that like there's an age gap here and it could come back to bite you in the ass. That's actually like a sweet protective dad moment that mm-hmm. I don't remember that from the DVDs. Oh yeah. She's like, where'd you get the fedora? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just great, great acting by Elliot Gould. Love him. Um, Let's take a break and then we'll get into some more shit. Let's do it. 
Okay. Now that I have officially scared my friends. Mm, that was si- a cute chat we we'll had s- offline. We'll see if I have any friends by the end of this pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> like, where'd they all go? <laughs> Guys, the baby's here. Come look at the baby. We're like, are you sure? Yeah. Fortunately, the baby will love you unconditionally. The rest of us. Yeah. Check in. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to make, maybe we need to feed her better. Don't put cilantro in No her cilantro. Feed me better. What are you talking about? We just need to like feed, like no cilantro. Let's just like feed you before we come and see you. I'm mm. not this way because of the cilantro. <laughs> I don't know. No. Okay. Some background. Some background and research. <laughs> so I don't remember when he says it, but Jack, Monica and Ray, uh, Ross's dad says it's like a scene from Cocoon, which Courtney Cox appeared in. Cocoon and then Cocoon the Return in 1985 and 1988. Which so she was like, in the original Cocoon. She was in the original and the in the in the second one. And I was like, what the hell is Cocoon about? So I looked that up too because I was like, wait a second. I have never, like I just know this line from Elliot Gould. I've never seen it. I read the plot. It's, yeah, it looks really bizarre. It's directed by Ron Howard. Yeah. Oh, happy days. Yeah. When a group of trespassing seniors swim in a pool containing alien cocoons, they find themselves energized with youthful vigor. That That sounds sounds like a movie. so bad. Yeah, it sounds like a movie that would get spoken about within a TV show. It sounds so bad. I kind of want to like go watch it now just for the irony of it, just to like know what they're talking about, but not... I love that for you. Report you. back. I have no Report interest back. in doing that. Okay. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, mean, I, feel, it's like, I just had a bitchy comment pop into my head and I just maybe shouldn't Ooh, say it. Uh, good job censoring yourself. Do you see how much willpower that took? Yes, yeah. I did. It was all over it your face. It was on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Moving fine. on. <laughs> so when, when judy says richard got himself a twinkie in the seat city this is likely a reference to twinkie the 1970 film oh um, and it's about a 38 year old novelist charles bronson who runs off and marries this is so gross who runs off and marries and sets up home with a 16 year old schoolgirl susan yeah what? that is not gonna fly today twinkie <laughs> Yeah. So, which is interesting. It's like, yeah, that's an extreme, but I can see like how the women being so catty, like went for the extreme, you know, like, Oh, absolutely. That is just disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yucky, yucky, yucky. But such is. So, um, Oh God, back to the fucking dates and birthdays and ages. Like it's just, they fucked up royally. (laughs) So Joey tells Chandler he's 28 and has never lived alone. However, in season one, episode 23, the one with the birth, Joey tells Lisa Remini's character that he's 25. So he aged three years. When he said 28, I was like, I thought you were all in your like early to mid 20, like not early 21, but like early 23 to 25. So how did you become 28 in season two? This is a butt fumble. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it back. Another butt fumble. Another butt fumble. Like, it's so bad. I mean, they, they just did another one last episode. Like, yes. It's, you're in season two, and you guys can't keep the fact that they're one year older than they were last year. Right. Like, what the fuck? at least by season eight, you get a little leeway. Like, okay, maybe you want to put Phoebe's birthday in Halloween. Fine. But like, season two. Yeah. Come on. You had one job. <laughs> yeah. One Where's job. that continuity editor? So talk about meaningful tattoos. Jennifer Aniston got her first tattoo several years after Friends went off the air. 
Oh, that's cute. Do you know what it was? I think it was, um, I, it could be wrong, but I believe it's of her dog that died. And I think it was Norman. Oh, she is a very big dog enthusiast and like also huge, like SPCA supporter. Like mm. all of her stuff, like all of her content is usually her dogs. I on, could, yeah. The socials. I could be getting the tattoo mixed up. She's got like an 1111 on her wrist. Mm. Um, but I'm pretty sure the one on her foot is for Norman, her dog that died. Mm. I like it. Yes. To, yeah. Ooh. In tattoo related content, don't ever get a foot tattoo. That was going to be my tattoo when I was 18. Oh my God. Hurts so like glad. a motherfucker and doesn't last. Nope. You got to oh get that God. touched up. That's, I'm so glad I didn't get that. Ooh. Okay. One more tattoo question before Tiana kills me. <laughs> what if <laughs> we Graham what if. wanted to get a tattoo that was like an ode to Gary? Yeah, like I would, I would probably like consider like, okay, where are we doing this? <laughs> Location what does matters. It, what does it look like? Yep. You know. Okay, what do you think of the idea? What do either of you think of the idea of tattooing on wedding rings no. or some kind no. of like wedding no. symbol on no. your ring finger? No, no. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. I have a good girlfriend that has like love on her ring finger. Mm. Oh my god. I. <laughs> Not a huge fan of the finger tattoos. Romantic in the room. Stupid. Um, just not for me, dude. I truly believe that it is the curse of death to thank you marriages. And my partner wants he wants to tattoo his wedding ring type situation so badly, which is shocking because he is not. He has two tattoos. Like he doesn't care, and he believes this. And he does. He just not want to wear a ring, or yeah, it, it. it's more so that he doesn't want the ring to always be a necessary visual. Like if you forget it, plus he works in the kitchen, chef, blah, blah, blah. So he doesn't wear his ring a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. But he is frustrated with me because like I am heavily tattooed and I'm like, that's a curse of death. And he's like, do you think our marriage is weak enough that this is the curse of death? And I'm like, well, no, but do that. And then suddenly we'll be hit by lightning. And uh, I think it's tacky and I think it's the curse of death. It's like getting your spouse's name tattooed yep. on you. I will Same never. Thing. Yeah. I will never get. I names. just think that you're setting yourself up for failure. I don't necessarily think it's tacky per se. Um, get something but, else that represents your marriage. Not a not on your ring finger. Don't do something this, so. Actually, evident. we talked about this. Um, the bouquet I ended up going with would not work for this. But originally, I was like, "What if we both tattoo our wedding? The wedding bouquet." Yeah. Um. And the one I had won't work for this, but we got married in May and the flower for May is um, lilies of the valley. And I was like, what if we each do like just a string of lilies or something like that? Like, and not on the finger. No. Yeah. But also it's low key. So it doesn't immediately scream. Hey, I'm Brittany. R-E-I-S-E-R. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. (laughs) I don't either. It's like my one tattoo opinion. Sorry, I'm Bo. like, no. Don't do it, Bo. Just no. listen to us. I know. Yeah. If you don't, then we'll sick Tiana on you. Uh, truly. <laughs> I mean, I don't, think don't ask he me could what handle. I think in front of him because I'll be like. <laughs> I don't think he could handle the f- fierceness of Tiana today. No. Mm-mm. No, that little baby boy. <laughs> Bo. I, love I was it. like, I'm having a girl. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, that little girl. Uh, she's feisty, man. Maybe that's what this is, is that it's her. She's Ooh. making Tiana feisty. She's a feisty Cap- Capricorn. She's going to come out and like... Yeah, I like it. Um, women's suffrage was addressed in this episode. Okay, can oh. you remind me where? Wait. Yeah. Hold, it was just, very, very, very Okay, brief. go ahead. Yeah. No, you go. No, say it and then I'll say my comment. Okay, well, um, I think it's when Phoebe's talking to Rachel about like, how, oh. is this 19, 1922 a long time ago like oh and she's like and then there was and then there was suffrage which sounds like a bad thing so like yes essentially in 1920 which phoebe's referring to in 1922 women in georgia were given the right to vote two years after um 36 states ratified the 19th amendment which officially gave women the right to vote okay so my big like i didn't realize women's suffrage was a good thing for years for a long time it because it sound does sound good. like women suffering. Right. So well, I yeah. just, you know, like the anatomy, antinomity. Deep breath. What is that word? The When you break a word down and you're like, the first part's Latin, the ent. Oh. That's, there's a word for this. Anyway, I was like, yeah, suffering, suffrage. Like, well, yeah. It sounds miserable. Suffragist. To this day, I actually never really reference that word because I'm never truly confident that so I. You're like, I don't know if I'm using this right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact, not fun fact actually, but I just learned this recently that it was illegal all the way up until 1988 to, or you, it wasn't illegal. You could deny a woman and child, a single woman and child, the ability to rent. Wow. Up until 1988. Like anywhere in the United States. Uh, yeah. That's wow. mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? 1988. Wow. That's some religious pro-marriage anti-divorce shit right there. Well, that's <laughs> that's where this came from. No bank like, account for you. Yeah. It well, was like 1978 that women got the access to credit cards and being yep. able to like have a card in their name. They couldn't uh, buy their own house until 1970. Jesus. 75. Something I mean, like not that? that I can still buy my own house, but like, well, Lord that, forbid. No one can that's buy not because it's, that's not because anybody would deny you. That's just because inflation, you know, just I can't afford eggs. This economy? I can't no. afford eggs. I can't afford my own bread. It's fine. I'm fine. I can't afford fine. to live. Yeah, I had a moment at the grocery store. I was going to get some snacks and I was like, $9 for some snacks? No. No. Yeah, no. I never used to pay attention to grocery store prices. And now I'm like, why is my bill so high? And then I'll be paying, I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. anyways, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> We're not an economics podcast. No, no. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Best friend and frenemy. What do you have? Okay. My best friend is Rachel in this episode. And my frenemy is Judy and all of oh, the women at the house oh. actually. Judy and Co. Yeah, mm. it's just so catty. It's just so judgmental. And obviously this is a doubled standard kind of situation. But I was like, damn, y'all are like a party. Rain it in. That's like go to tea with your girlfriend. Not in a 50th birthday party with a room full of people, you know? And it was yeah. just so petty. Yeah. Very, very petty. Meanwhile, I love that Rachel defied Ross, did what she wanted, tried to hold Phoebe accountable. I was like, and great hair episode, y'all. Yes. It was a good one. Yeah. Oh Rachel, my God. Her Rachel hair looks my phenomenal. best friend for that purpose of like not getting, caring what your husband does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or 
not caring what like your partner mm-hmm. yeah. says. Yep. So I split mine, Rachel and Monica. So same reasons. He, she, it's Rachel's body. She can do what she wants with it. And, you know, fuck Ross. You know, don't tell me what to do. And then on the other side of that, um, Monica standing up for what she believes in and the man that she's falling in love with. You and, know, in the logic that I just played, I should also be split because you're right. Yeah. She yeah. she wasn't afraid to say, you know, hey, I'm the Twinkie and <laughs> I'm the Twinkie. T- she took control of the conversation, which mm-hmm. takes a lot of courage and guts. Okay. Especially yeah. I guess I'm split Judy. too. Oh my God. Judy, Judy. gives me anxiety. <laughs> I know. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scary. Nat, who is your frenemy? Ross. I don't think that's a surprise. Judgy McJudgerson. He should be mine, but I think the comedy at the party over shadows it in Judy's pettiness, like, really ends the episode. So I think Mine is Phoebe because, like, you you fucked your friend over. Yeah. You guys are both going to get tattoos, and then you... Also, you thought they were licked on by kittens? You know, well, Jesus, that's not what she thought. Other. But like, what did you think? What did you think? Yeah, like, and exactly. then, and then just to leave your friend like that to like you're going to get tattoos together. Yeah, come on, lame. Yeah, yeah. I agree not with you. Cool. I agree with you. Not I cool. would be pissed if I were Rachel. I would be so mad. <laughs> One because she got a terrible t- tattoo, and then two because Phoebe got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Sandwich rating. What are we gonna give it? I was between a three and a four. Yeah, I lean closer to three as mm. much as I wanted to be on this episode. And I like this episode. When you think about five being top tier, there are definitely some fours that probably shadow this. So I guess I'm a three. Yeah, I think I'm a solid three. It's a good episode. It's not it's a bad, good episode, but it doesn't stand out. Like Mm-mm. it doesn't like. I gave wow it a four. Me. Oh, what? I'm so positive. <laughs> <laughs> Positive. Way to end it on a positive <laughs> note, Tiana. Turning this she's, narrative around. My di- body is my own. Graham's body is attitude, my body. And nobody slapped her. <laughs> totally double double standard over here. <laughs> my body is my own, but Graham's body is mine. My husband's I body is mine said too. Something about that, and I was like, don't 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 poke the bear. <laughs> you can poke me. You just might not like what you get back. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Again, I'm so positive. This episode is a four. Okay, I need to know why. Um, I actually, I just, I really like the episode. I really like um, just kind of the roommate, the the dynamic with Joey and Chandler and the like the whole conversation and the spoons. And then with Rachel and Phoebe, I just think like, I like the story yeah. with Rachel and like. It's a great storyline for those two. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, you don't get a lot of Rachel Phoebe moments no. and I really liked it. And I think I like this episode so much because Rachel and Ross are not together. Yes. Mm. And then you've got, like, I love the whole, like, Monica and Ross and Richard. Like, that whole thing is great. Yes. Okay. And, and Ross is funny. For once. In half this episode. Half the, he's half the funny. If he's in Rachel and Monica's apartment, no. And I think, again, like, I'm liking giving Monica more things to do. So I liked having more of her involvement and more of her storyline to grow. Your commentary on that was really interesting because Monica has always been one of my favorite characters on this show. And I hadn't noticed 
that she didn't get a lot in the beginning. Right. And because so you like, binge it. And yeah, you're like, exactly. I don't notice how Monica has done nothing. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, Monica's great. Like, she, yeah, she's with Richard. And then she's like doing her thing. And then she was Chandler. And then it's like, oh yeah, she doesn't do shit for like a season and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause then she becomes funny Monica. And that's what you're waiting for is like the crazy OCD Monica. Mm-hmm. But you don't remember when she just like wasn't a part of it. It's like. I'm really hoping that through this rewatch that that's how I feel about Ross because right now I hate him so much. You won't. And I'm like, I just want to get to leather pants, Ross. Leather I hate, pants, Ross. I, no. That episode makes me cringe so hard. Oh my God, I love that episode. Me too. Also, just physically thinking about it. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I'm cracking up thinking about it. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That's so good. Cringe over here. You might as well have some music notes falling out of your freaking rib gauge. <laughs> A tattoo <laughs> ring on your finger. <laughs> I love leather pants, Ross. Um, the next one is the one where Eddie moves in. Now these. Oh, oh my gosh. That actor. I can't. Okay. So funny, weird parallel is I'm because I can't binge watch friends. I'm binging Will and Grace, another favorite. Mm-hmm. And that actor was just in an episode of Will and Grace that I just watched. Oh, he was. Yes. And I love him. I love him. Uh, he's also in something else and he plays like a serial killer like he plays some yes. interesting roles zach zach uh god what's his last name starts i think it starts with a b but he i think he's actually really a great actor oh he's great he's just yeah. mm-hmm. he's in is it california cation or entourage he's, he's got also, a whole he's got a steady role he's in is he in heroes is that the same actor i don't know heroes. he's in an episode <laughs> of white collar Oh, he might be in a couple episodes of White Collar. As We're a getting into some shitty TV here. I know. Guys, let's let's White dive Collar's into one of my favorite television shows. You read it in. <laughs> We're going to dive me. into him next week because Excuse I need to know more about this guy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Pivot Podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to follow along on Instagram at the Pivot Pod. You can email us at don't take my wind at gmail.com. Don't know what you're going to get back. Yeah, um, be careful. <laughs> I'll manage we'll, the emails from now on. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.